following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are jumping in on our number two on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in the state. 19 stations carry us weekdays three until six for the one close to you. Go to the huge show.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, NBA insider on the NBA tournament that has begun. I'll watch the playoffs in the NBA. NHL, NBA playoffs, even if the Wings and the Pistons aren't in it, that's the only time I want to watch. NBA has a problem, and I think it's politics, and they let it supersede the basketball. And you can see this happening with a lot of businesses away from sports. The politics are killing some businesses and sports. They are. I mean, I, I still enjoy the NBA playoffs. I Stanley Cup playoffs are fantastic. But they let politics be front and center for too long. And they'll recover. Everybody goes through it. You hate a baseball steroid era, and then you're back to a point. If your team's winning, you're going. You're watching. We'll talk Tigers baseball here in about an hour. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, will be in studio. Tigers off to a 2-7 and seven start in Toronto tonight. I dropped the news about an hour ago that Jeff Okuda was traded for a fifth-round draft pick. And he'll get a fresh start with the Falcons in Atlanta. Former overall number three pick. Mm. And even before his injuries, he was brutal. And I give him credit that last year in that offseason with Dan Campbell and his staff, he came back and he worked out and played okay. But he never looked like an overall number three pick. Never, ever in a Lions uniform at any point. So they bite the bullet. They get a fifth-round pick they'll use. And Akuta's gone. And the Lions are better off in the secondary than they've been in a long time. Jeff Risden dropped an opinion. One of our Lions NFL insiders from Lions Wire and the Detroit Lions podcast. I retweeted that ad, Huge Show, on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, I like how they're getting rid of anybody who doesn't want to buy in, and even guys from the Patricia Quinn era. Moving on. So Akuda gone to the Falcons for a fifth-round draft pick. I was looking at the play-in tournament, which I give the NBA credit. I think the play-in is a great idea. More teams you can have in the playoffs. Playoff basketball, like I mentioned, is the most appealing thing about the NBA to me. It really is. I expand the plan. Make make the 
end of the season worth something. You know, I know they're talking about this middle-of-the-year tournament. I don't get that. Do a tournament at the end of the year. Do a tournament, last 30 games, that dictates seeding in the playoffs. Make it, you know, right off of the heels of March Madness, you know. While, while that's going on, during the week you got the NBA tournament. Now, let's, let's talk about middle of the season. Who cares? Scoop Jackson cares. He knows everything about basketball. He has a scoop on every story ever in the history of the game. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, man. ESPNChicago.com, NBA Insider. Like I always say, uh, best in the business. All right. So the NBA. I like the playing games. I, I again, anything that's playoff worthy, hockey, basketball, soccer, you name it, uh, I watch it. Yeah. Uh, your your thoughts on where the NBA is at right now from this playing format uh, to talk? Uh, are they still talking about that middle of the year tournament? I haven't heard any conversations about the middle of the year tournament. That doesn't mean they're not talking about it because they put it on the table and everything. And this is across the board in professional sports. You already know this, man. Uh, that unless it's removed from the table, as long as it's on the table, it can always, re- you know, it can, it can always resurface. They can bring it up at any time. And a lot of times what happens in professional sports, and even in, you know, well, I'll call college professional sports as well, at least in the NCAA, is they like to go year to year to see how things go and – they don't totally shelve anything. Uh, you know how long they've been look, – look at baseball, how long they've been talking about, like, trying to make the games quicker. That's been like a five-year conversation. And then they tried it out, you know, in AA, AAA. They tried it out in the minors, and it took a while for it to get up to get to the major leagues. But it never really left the table. So it's the same thing applies here. I, I haven't heard anything about them scrapping it. So as long as it's not scrapped, it's on the table. It's just a matter of when they're going to find a way to try to implement it. But that's a year-to-year decision. You know, I think the NBA has a bigger issue. Um, I think One, I think the playing tournament is great. That's good. It, it ignites and reinvigorates the interest for the postseason. Um, but I think they really, really need to deal with um, the, the, I don't want to say the load management, but the time off being taken during the regular season by the amount of players who tend to take it. And teams who seem to implement that on their players, even when the players don't want to take those games off. I think that's going to become a bigger issue. And that's one they need to put on the table and deal with immediately. Right, and I've always said if the guys want it off, then shorten the season. But you know they're not going to do that with their TV deals and their arena uh, revenue. That's never happening, right? No, and it's never happening from a historical standpoint as far as like stats and numbers and, you know, legacies. They're just not going to do that. They're not going to have a PR nightmare where you have a player like like the LeBron Jordan conversation. Like they're not going to risk having that type of PR nightmare where if LeBron played in an era where they were playing 70 games as opposed to 82 and he played 20 years at 70 games as opposed to Jordan playing 20 at you know what I'm saying? At, at 82 games a season, do you know how bad that would hurt the NBA right now in this GOAT conversation that's been going on for the last 10 years? Because the first thing they say is, oh, he didn't have to play as many games as Jordan. So now you're ending that legacy conversation, and that becomes a PR nightmare for the whole league. And there's something they can never do. So now we'd be in a conversation, well, 
you know, now we got to up the game back to 82 so we can have this conversation. And then LeBron's legacy would have an asterisk by it, which is really not good. So I don't think that's something they would ever do. Ever. Scoop, uh, what's an objective look at the NBA right now? Uh, you mentioned they have to work on the load management. You know, people buy a ticket when uh, tickets go on sale to start a season and all of a sudden Steph Curry isn't playing in New Orleans. I'm speaking hypothetically, just talking about it. I, I agree with you. That's a big issue. Uh, when you look at uh, the league, the TV ratings can be all over the place. The all-star formats uh, squirrely. What would you do if you were commissioner of the NBA today? To get the juice back across the country, Scoop, what would be your plan of action? Here's the thing, man, and I think this is a real discussion, and I know you and I don't have that much time to have it, but I think it's a real discussion that we need to have, and it's going to take time to get to the bottom of this, because are we talking about public interest or are we talking about money? Because according to the NBA, they had more sellouts this year, and attendance was up. Like you said, TV ratings, maybe not so much. I know the All-Star game was something bad, but I don't know if you start gauging that. We don't have the end-of-season numbers from a television standpoint. But if attendance was up and they had more sellouts than they had before and offenses are up and merchandise sales are out, you know, how do we – what are we gauging this on? Is it just general public interest and public conversation? Because if the owners – where are they – where are they really deciding where the core money is? Because if 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 their if their numbers if their live numbers are up as far as attendance are concerned, and they're having more sellouts, that means every arena is generating income that they had not generated before. That means concession stand money up. That means merchandise sales up. Everything's going up inside the arena. But television money may be down. Media interest may be down. Public interest may be down. But they're still making money. I agree so with you, Scoop. If I'm, the, if, I'm, if I'm the commissioner, I don't know where to start. Well, you know, Roger Goodell's in there to make money for the owners, and that's why they pay him like $50 bucks a year and just gave him a new deal. When I look at Matt Ishbia, the former Michigan State player, big Michigan State booster, he, he paid $4 billion for the Suns. Thank you. Sales, overall sales for teams are up. Four billion. Think about. What? I don't know what what were the Suns originally bought for? Seven hundred fifty million, something like that. Something like that. I'm. I'm. I'm yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the numbers in front. I, I think what it is, Scoop, and, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. I, I think that TV numbers are down everywhere uh, for a few reasons, and and I think there's so much out there right now. Uh, 9,000 cable satellite channels. You can watch it on your mobile device. You can tape it. Uh, I I think going to the arenas, the NBA, the one thing I will say, most of their arenas are new. Uh, They offer a lot of amenities, uh, like, you know, Little Caesars Arena in downtown Detroit. So, uh, and also going to see the stars in person. And that goes back to your load management issue that you brought up in the beginning that. Yeah. When you look at the stars, and, and you can travel right now, and this is why I think the arenas are are, are, are filling up, because people want to get maybe the last look at LeBron or, or right. Steph. I'm not saying they're close to retirement, but I'm just you know talking that they're getting up there in basketball years. You, you have great stars like Luca, who says he's happy now. Uh, Kyrie, the team killer, Irving uh, down there. <laughs> yeah, Luca, Luca never had an issue ever at a press conference any place. And the next thing you know, the guy is like, you know, he, he's dribbling a basketball on the ledges of high-rises in Dallas. 
That's classic. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, I, Kyrie just uh, and Luca. Luca goes, yes, I'm happy in uh, Dallas and world is round. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But but look at it, Kyrie to Kyrie the world is flat so now you got problems right there you know and another thing scoop is that and I I brought this up before we went to you that the the politics of the NBA from a uh, and you know Twitter media perception what's out there right now the politics I think splintered a lot of uh, people and it has in businesses uh, sports uh, neighborhoods schools uh, I think that's part of it uh, and I also believe. That the the load management that that's the TV that's killer. The, yeah. the, the, the load management because what's going on? We got a plane landing right now. Superfly, put him on hold, and I'll come back to him for a second. No, don't drop him. Put him on hold. I don't. I, I put him on hold. I'll go. All right, you might have to call him back. We just got the airplane thing again. Here, you call him back. You give Scoop a call back. We were in the middle of like one of the greatest NBA conversations ever. We get that airplane, the huge jet taken off. <laughs> I think Chuck Cox out of Northern Jet Management has the huge jet out there, and we like to play the sound when it's taken off. That happens about once a week. I don't know why. And I was talking to Scoop. Was it his phone, maybe? Did his phone die? Superfly, you can't say hold on a second when I'm doing live radio. Okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Scoop, every once in a while we get a the huge I have a private jet. When it takes off, we like to play the audio. And it just totally took over when you were... Uh, we were right in the middle of a cool conversation about yeah, fans. You, you were getting to, we were getting to the importance of you know laying out everything of what the NBA has to deal with. But you were you were about to go on your um, closing argument about low management. Yeah, low management. Just that if if you know if you settle in to watch, I'll say the Pistons and Golden State on TV and the games in Detroit, or it's right. in Oakland, wherever San Francisco now. And all of a sudden, they announced at the start of the game that uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green are sitting out. You're clicking the TV off. You're clicking. Right. You're clicking well, it off. You're right. You're right. But here's, here, but let's, to me, it's bigger than just that because what you're speaking about is an individual game. I'm talking about the way it affects across the board because you say, okay, like you said, Detroit may be playing the Golden State Warriors, and now you see that Clay and and Steph may be out. One for rest, the other for a legitimate injury, and maybe they're sitting down. And then you have Andrew Wiggins, who is not there because of family issues, right? Okay, so you go to another game and say, okay, well, I'm going to watch the Clippers in the sun. And then you find out, oh, KD is down because of injury. Paul George is down because of injury. Kawhi sitting because he just wants to sit. You know, I did, Chris Paul, they're resting him because they didn't want him to play back-to-back. okay. Well, I'm now going to watch the Pelicans and the Miami Heat. Damn. Jimmy Butler's resting. You know what I'm saying? Zion's injured. Uh, Brandon, you know, Ingram is, is sitting down because they don't want him on a back-to-back because he's recovering from an injury. So what I'm saying is that, yes, you're speaking about one game, but my thing is you go across the board every night, and there's always something. So that turns you off to the whole league. Not just one. It's not just affecting one game. It's across the board where you're like, okay, I, there could be – Ten games on in the NBA, you know, on you know one night in the NBA, 
and every 10 games, somebody is of significant missing. And that's what I think takes its toll. Not just a one-off in one game. It's across the board every night. Yeah, I think they just got to start something that if there's, uh, you know, you got to play a certain percentage, you got to play a half, you have to do something. And there's a limit that if you don't play a certain amount of games without uh, legit medical issues. No, but, but do you know, I'm not cutting you off, but you know, as well as I do, the Players Association is going to come back at them so hard. What can you do? So all I'm trying to do is get back to your first question. If you were commissioner, or you said if I was... I'd expand the rosters then. What's the first thing you do? What's the first thing you do? I'd expand the rosters. To what? I don't know. I mean, what what are they at right now? Are they at 15 right now or 16? 15 are allowed to play every game. We keep 15 15 on the roster. Yeah, but then again, who the uh, young no-name guy isn't going to be appealing to anybody for TV or... Uh, and that's a catch twenty two. I agree. When we're seeing the yes. the Suns are sold for four billion, if they're filling arenas, and there's not that connection for street talk. But then again, when you look at everything out there, when you look at the evolution of UFC, when you look at all the sports offerings, the NFL now has become yes. almost a year round entity, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And the NBA exactly. used to own it from Christmas until you know mid June uh, with the NBA right. Finals, and you have. Right. You have the the emergence of soccer. Uh, you look at everything that they're up against, and I, I just think the NBA compared to the NFL. Uh, I don't think Major League Baseball does a great job of marketing their product, uh, but man, I the NBA like NBA TV, and I know they have Chuck and Kenny and Shaq and everything with TBS TNT crew, but you know that NBA TV should be a, a bigger channel like NFL. Uh, network, uh, the NBA network. They they need more marketing. And I get there's TikTok, Twitter, the social networks, all that. And I think there's just a combination of things that yeah. you had. You had the pandemic. Yeah. You had you have load management. You oh, you had the politics before load management. I don't think politics have really dominated the NBA uh, this year, last eighteen months. Um, so what do you do? I mean, I I think it's is it. I'm trying to answer your question. What do you, you said, what is the, what's the first thing you do as commissioner? What do you, that's what I said. I would have to find a way to try to deal with the issues of players not playing. I don't want to just throw it on low management because I, I think there's an injury situation that's really, right. really legit and has been legit over years. I agree. But they have to find a way to get players. And do you stretch the season? Find a way to get healthy. Do you stretch I'm, the season and give more time off? Do you start the season earlier in October, right? And, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's going to stop anything. I really don't know if that stops anything. I really don't know. So what do they do? What would you do, Scoop? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I'd, I'd find a way to address it in a way that at least we start the conversation and let everybody know that this yeah. is primary. And the second thing I think we need to address or at least discuss: How do you qualify or quantify? public interest at a, at a dollar value because you just made a great point about the NFL and how it's up and the NFL network works and, 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 and it's a good thing. There seems to be a great public interest in the NFL and I don't know how you quantify that in two dollars. How do you modify that in the dollar? Like, hey, as long as the public is talking about us in a positive way and that general interest is continually bringing dollars into this business. And the NFL can say, hey, public interest is up because now everybody's talking about the NFL 24-7. Like, what, uh, the EFT and Stance, uh, Get Up is basically an NFL show. 
it's an NFL show. That's yeah, all it, talk about NFL, and, that, and, and if that creates public interest, because if you have a show that's on ESPN that is an NFL daily show, and that creates public interest, so that every day throughout, even the off season, everybody's talking about the NFL because Get Up is an NFL-driven show. If that generates public interest, and you can quantify that for dollars. That could be the savior. So now the NBA is looking, okay, where, where's our morning show that's going to get public interest up every day? Do we need to create that on ESPN? Do we need to create that on TNT? You know, where do we do this? Where we get a major network, you know, or is it something on Fox? Yeah, but, you know, Scoop. You know, Fox Sports, I don't right, know. Right, I don't no, know. That's why I go back and forth because we can sit here and debate it, but if you slow down what you said earlier in our discussion – and you look at Matt Ishbia paying $4 billion for the Suns, and life is pretty good in the NBA right now, whether it's politics, whether it's fan interest, whether it's load management, whether it's too many games, whatever it is, that Matt Ishbia, a smart businessman from Michigan, looked at the books, looked at the Suns, looked at projections, and said, I'm going to pay you $4 billion, with a B, for your yes. franchise. Yes, and here's the deal. He knows at this point in time that that $4 billion with one championship there, you know how fast they make that money back? Man, I tell you, well, you got a billion for Devin, and then uh, Durant becomes your uh, president of operations. That's another billion contract. So, yeah, you got, right. you're paying out some double scoop. Man, I, I love catching up with you. We could, Me and you could talk for like nine hours. You want to get a morning NBA show, it should be me yeah. and you. We could talk yeah. all day. Man, yeah, we should get that that podcast on on point and, and get ESPN to put us on on morning air. You could be like hey, you're better than Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yeah, but the, the combined, we would never even come. Who else? It's generation. like Max That's Kellerman. How'd the boxing commentator go from being a rock star in ESPN? Hey, look, they, they they find a way. They find a way to get the public interested in them. I think I think you and I may be too. A little too boring and make people think too much. Yeah, we are boring. We're old. Thanks a lot, Scoop, for that pump me up right at the end of the interview. I love you, man. We'll talk soon, okay? Love to, man. Talk yeah, to back at you, Scoop Jackson. I've known him since late 90s. He had Slam Magazine. Some of you follow Who's will remember that. And I met him when I was working at ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Good man. Uh, more Hoops conversation. Keith Langloy, Pissons.com, Pissons NBA Insider on who could be the next Pistons head coach, Tim McCormick, Valley Sports Detroit. He's on the Pistons broadcast, college hoops commentator. We'll talk about Tyson Walker coming back to Michigan State and what type of coach do the Pistons need to hire to take this team next level. Next level is just getting to the play-in tournament. Speaking of the Pistons, our Bush Light, huge question of the day. How many Pistons games did you watch this year on TV? How many did you go to in downtown Detroit? You can answer that question on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook and opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is HUGE. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. 
tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle Box Office or eTix.com. Party hard, rock harder, Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north. North of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Let's go talk about Dwayne Casey. Changes uh, with the Pistons. Keith Langoy, Pistons.com, NBA Pistons Insider standing by. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me back. All right. Uh, you know, Casey is a guy that has a great track record, a lot of respect, even the reports about staying another year inside the Pistons front office. That says something. Uh, but a move was necessary because you're looking at the Pistons collecting all this talent, the moves they've made, giving money to Bajanovic. I mean, you know, at what point does it turn into wins or at least making a push to get into the play-in tournament? Well, I think, you know, look, the ingredients are going to be in place for a, you know, for a significant sturge forward. I think they would have been in place this year, but you know, when you when you kind of pull the linchpin of it after 12 games, with the injury to Cade Cunningham, that that really set a lot of things in motion. That you know they they kind of bit the bullet and said, 
and we're going to turn the ball over to Jaden Ivey, who wasn't wasn't really ready for that. They they installed Jalen Duran after some other injuries <laughs> struck the front court with Bagley not being available and Isaiah Stewart ha- having some early season injuries. So they had uh, you know an, at the time an 18 year old Jalen Duran, youngest player in the NBA, playing the most critical defensive position. So I think they they knew what they were in for once once uh, you know the, the Cunningham injury went down. They knew it was going to be tough to. To, uh, to to play to their true talent this year, but the pieces are in place to have a significant surge forward next year. And I think I think the fact that you know Troy Weaver is going to the marketplace for a job um, that is going to in, entail a guaranteed top five pick, um, twenty five million or so in cap space, and uh, I believe six players, twenty one or younger, that have like you know the the high ceilings, like uh, guys like. Cunningham, Ivy, Duran, Wiseman have is, is going to be very appealing to a, you know a, a broad pool of, of prospective candidates. So, what type of coach, Keith? You've been around the Pistons a long time, Detroit area. We've seen the great ones like Daly and Carlisle did well, but he couldn't get him to that championship level. Larry Brown came in. Uh, what type of coach for this group? Uh, again, no Kate Cunningham all year. I think that was ten to twelve wins. They missed out on. Uh, but if it's not Casey, like I said, who you know won big with Toronto, what type of coach is out there right now that fits what the Pistons need? Well, great question, and that's you know that's Troy that's Troy Weaver's mission, and he said that he's not you know he said look, a lot of times when coaching changes are made, the the, the kind of the expectation is, and, and even sometimes the tendency is to go in the opposite direction. So if you're going to go opposite of Dwayne Casey, uh, you know, a guy in his mid-60s has been a coaching lifer in three decades on an NBA bench and and, with, and his known specialty is on the defensive side of the ball, uh, then maybe you're looking at, at a guy who's a young coach with a, you know, with, with a, who's an offensive, who's known for his offensive chops. I don't, Troy kind of dismissed that, that that's the, that's the blueprint. He said, I'll know the right guy when I, when, when I settle on him, you know, it, it, he's looking for someone. And, and then he also threw out, he said, I'll, he said, what I, what this team needs, he said, I think it's simple. And he, he, he said three things. Discipline, development, and defense. So, if you want to take any clues from that, I, I, you know, I think you're going to be looking at a guy who is going to come in with into the interview with Troy with a clear idea of how to develop this this roster, how to make it a cohesive roster, and how to uh, how to instill a, a defense that will a blue, defensive blueprint that will be something that will be easily communicated to a to a very young team. So. We'll see how it plays out. I don't think I think he's going into this with an open mind. Um, I know you're going to see him speculated about because anytime an opening, an NBA opening comes up, everybody you know there's always somebody's always has a, a list of the hot young assistant coaches. Um, so it, the, those same names will circulate for every opening. I think Houston has one right now as well. Um, but I, I I think Trey will go into it with an open mind, and he said that he doesn't feel any. Particular sense of urgency. The the lottery is May sixteenth. He didn't really seem to indicate that that would be any like he's not going to feel rushed by, you know, the uh, artificial deadline of having someone in by the lottery or the draft or anything else. I think he wants to get it done 
sooner than later, I asked if there was any urgency to get it done because you would, one of the priorities, and he mentioned in, in his three Ds, uh, blueprint development is one of them, with a young roster and, and the and the need to you know in in the off season to get to get a robust player development program going. If he felt the need to do that, I don't think he does because he still has all of Casey's development coaches under contract. They're going to be working with these guys anyway up until the point that a new coach is hired and a new staff is brought in. So um, I, that's a long way of saying I, I don't think he's got a preconceived notion of a particular coach, but I think he knows what qualities he's looking for. And and when he senses those qualities over the course of the interview process, I think he'll, I think the, I think the right coach will, he'll know it when he sees it. Keith Langloy, Pistons.com. You can follow everything with the coaching search and the replacement for Dwayne Casey at Pistons.com. Appreciate the update, my man. Anytime, Bill. Thanks. All right. Keith Langloy checking in on the Meyer guest sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Pistons. On the way from Valley Sports Detroit, Tim McCormick will talk about the replacement uh, for Casey. And also, when will the Pistons be competitive again? They, they, they've stepped way back. And I'm not sold on Cade Cunningham being the rock star. I'm not. Because I think to be a rock star in the NBA, you have to play on both ends of the floor. And the Pistons' defense this year was pathetic. So McCormick will join us from the Motor City next. Everything huge. 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Breaking Benjamin. Concert in Grand Rapids with special guests Bush and Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute. Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. The 1-2. Right side to sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
show is back live across Michigan. We do it every afternoon at 3 on 19 stations all across the state. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Let's go talk about Dwayne Casey out as the Pistons head coach and what the future holds for that team on and off the court. His name is Tim McCormick, Hoops Insider, Bally Sports Detroit, also college basketball on ESPN. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. So how big of a surprise was it to you, Timmy, that Casey was moved upstairs into the front office? Zero. And I am I expected it would come just because that's what happens in sports when you have four years and win a total of eighty games, that that's not good enough and there's an accountability to it. Uh everybody likes Dwayne Casey. I think he does some good things. But it's just you know, when you're when you're rebuilding, there comes a point where you say, "Okay, you know, we've lost enough games. Now we need the the right coach to take these young players to a higher level." I, I also was pretty certain after the Indiana game where uh, Dwayne Casey talked to Tom Gorris, you know, for 45 minutes or so after the game, and you could just hear the tone of his voice. His verbiage was more about, uh, you know, next year. We need to do this and that. He wasn't talking about the game. He wasn't talking X's nose. He wasn't talking about things that happened against the Pacers. His 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 whole tone changed, and that's when I knew that that he would not be coaching anymore after the last game. What type of coach do they need? They need a guy who's tougher because that's a delicate balance in the NBA. They need more creativity, motivation. Uh, who would be the not necessarily name out there, but the perfect description? on what the next coach needs to be for the Pistons? A combination of, of toughness and accountability and, and the ability to teach, uh, to, to hold the players accountable and, and to start, start really developing chemistry. I, I, um, throughout much of the year, I, I was targeting two names that, that I thought would be really good. Quinn Snyder, I'm a big fan of his. He's gone. He's with Indiana. I'm with Atlanta now. The other name was Ime Odoka, um, who was with the Celtics before, and I, I really thought he'd be a, a great choice. Um, but you know, who knows? I, I've seen many, many lists. It, it's pretty, pretty deep and exp- expansive. Um, but I, I trust Troy Weaver. I think he'll do an excellent job. Tim McCormick, college and NBA Hoops Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about the Pistons and who their next coach will be. But more importantly, I think, with the collection of this young talent, I know we had the Kate injury, and they're going to get a monster draft pick uh, this summer. Why have other teams accelerated uh, getting back to the playing game or accelerated their rebuild, reload, whatever you want to call it, like in Oklahoma City? or in Orlando, what's different than what the Pistons have done? Was it all on the coaching? Is it on the lack of defense? How would you rank it as to why the Pistons haven't been quicker on the rebuild? Well, you know, it's been really clear 
that that with Victor Wambanyama, it changes the whole trajectory of of the way you do business. Um, you know, he's a, a generational, transformational player, and and what you're looking at is if if you get him, you're in the playoffs the next ten or twelve years. You're probably going to win a title at some point. So I think that that the Pistons were at the right point in their rebuild. Um, you know, for OKC, they really, they, they've got too many good young players. They did a great job with their draft, and they have a ridiculous number of picks coming up over the next five years. Um, for the Pistons, it only took sitting Boyan Bogdanovich and, and Cade Cunningham to, to get them where they needed to go. Um, they also are a poor shooting team. Their defense is horrible because they're so darn young. And and then the the other part is that they just you know when you've got young players, they're excited about the opportunity to go against their heroes and score a ton of points. And you know and with that comes a little bit of of lack of chemistry. I think that was an issue as well. I bet they'll have the coach by what uh, right after the lottery, somewhere before Memorial Day weekend. So that coach gets what close to a month or so uh, to work with the team on the draft. I think that that's reasonable. There's a list of you know ten to fifteen guys that I think are serious candidates, and and so you're right to be able to sit down with your next coach and give him some input on the type of system he wants to run, the the, the type of personnel he needs to be able to make that work. Pistons have you know between twenty five and thirty million dollars of cap space. That's going to be helpful. Do they want to use that right now in sort of a weak free agent class or possibly hang on to it? The, the truth is that regardless of whether you get the number one, two, or three pick in this year's draft, the Pistons are not going to be the playoff team next year. And I think that everybody kind of knows that and expects it. Um, but they should make progress. Timmy, always good to talk hoops with you, my friend. Enjoy some downtime, all right? I appreciate it. Good talking to you, Bill. All right, back ahead to Tim McCormick. Check it in on the Meyer guest side. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Pistons. Speaking of proud, I know the Flint Firebirds, who lost a Game 7 last night to Saginaw, they sent out a cool tweet just how proud they were of their fan base and that Flint-Saginaw OHL hockey series, first time ever, those two rival cities met on the ice and it went seven games. And the Saginaw spirit prevailed last night. They'll move on. Flynn ends their season. But they sent out a great tweet to their fans. Both those organizations have had a chance to get to know both sides of that rivalry. And, man, I wish I could have been there for that Game 7 last night. But great, not just hockey fans, but sports fans in both Flint and Saginaw. we're proud to have our longtime affiliate, Sports Extra 1330 in Flint and also 100.9 FM in Midland Bay City in Saginaw, which is home for the Dodgers High A affiliate, the Great Lakes Loons, who play a beautiful Dow Diamond. I tell everybody across the state, you want to see a fabulous baseball facility, go check out a Loons game sometime soon at Dow Diamond. And we got the lug nuts in Lansing for our listeners on the game, 7.30 a.m., and every once in a while, we talk to Dan Hasty, voice of the Tigers' high-A affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps, and they're just north of GR and Comstock Park. I do have an update from my friend Johnny Brand. 
Brand Steakhouse and Grills have the Steakhouse Burger Basket, $6.99. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. $6.99, you get a huge burger with a ton of fries. For $6.99 every day for lunch, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. Now you'll find the brands in Bay City, if you listen on 100.9 FM, brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids, if you tune in on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. Brands in Holland on James off of US 31, if you listen on WHTC along the Lakeshore in Ottawa County. Johnny Brands in Granville, just west of GR. Johnny Brands in downtown Grand Rapids on Leonard off of 131. And you'll have Mike Brands Sr. with his brand, Steakhouse and Grill in Cascade, just east of town. That $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket, Burger and Fries, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., happens at all brands' locations except for Tommy Brands on Division in Wyoming on the west side of the state. Now, if you miss any of our interviews, podcasts, they're all free. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.